Welcome to What's Next, Cornet Global's podcast that puts members on the microphone with thought-provoking, profession-shaping conversations and commentary. Hey, I'm Mike Petreski. Anybody here for the first two sessions I introduced? No, so you're all fresh, new audience members. Well, I'm excited to be here as the representative for Eptura, who is the host of the Technology Playground here today and tomorrow. So thank you for joining us. This is our third presentation, and I am thrilled to share these are some of our frenemies from Tango. So we all are in the industry, the work tech industry, providing software solutions for people, workplaces, and assets, and helping you work your world is what Eptura says. I'm sure Tango will say something similar. But again, I'm uh, just a podcast host who talks about this stuff on a show called Workplace Innovator. Anybody listen to podcasts in their personal lives? Bring a little workplace into your life by subscribing today. Workplaceinnovator.com or Apple, Spotify, wherever you find your podcasts. I'm DJ Mike P, and I talk to people like you who are in the business of corporate real estate, facility management, and workplace, and we have a great time. Today, though, it's my privilege to introduce two new friends. We go way back to about three minutes ago. Brett from Tango, and you ready? I'm ready for it. Pr Prerna. Prerna, thank you. If you look at how her name is spelled, it could be any number of things, but I said Prerna. What kind of walk-up song can I, you know, I always ask my guests about music, right? So what kind of song can I share? And based on how difficult it was to pronounce your name and how difficult a time I had, I'll just go with some Taylor Swift and say, it's me, hi, I'm the problem, it's me. You know that song? I'm your anti-hero. With that, I give it over to Brett and Prerna. Take it away. Thank you so much, Mike. You got it right. And no, maybe I'm the problem here. <laughs> Hi, everyone. It's a pleasure to be here. I uh, hope you had a good lunch. Um, thank you so much for joining us this afternoon. Brett and I are going to just walk you through a perspective. Now, learning centers are supposed to be an area where we learn. A lot of you here have more industry experience than my life on this planet. So I'm just here, a person who's curious, have been studying sustainability for a long time. And um, the idea is to shift perspective where we go from a reactive approach where sustainability is looked at as something we do short term or is helping you save money or just something that you do from a compliance perspective to something that we proactively do and you know something that we look at from a long term incentive perspective how is it impacting my bottom line to like how do you look at retrofits from a place of, oh, this is something I need to do for, to comply with my local energy codes to something, how is this going to help me save money? How is this impacting my bottom line, right? And is this something that's necessary or should I just be budgeting for a penalty? What's going to be beneficial for me as a business? And then lastly, we are going to be looking at how do we build partnerships into our lease? How do we look at partnering with our clients and tenants or owners to build something that's mutually beneficial so that we don't end up spending a lot of money in penalty or debt, but we look at something that's good for our business. On that note, I'd like to ask you, what is your business case or what are factors that drive your business case for high-performing buildings? Any takers? What do you usually buy? 
any volunteers? Interesting. One more. <laughs> That's your business case for high-performing buildings, really? Thanks again. So broadly, it's divided in six areas. Let's think about it from an energy efficiency perspective. You look at it, sometimes it's a business case for low carbon emissions. If you're an owner, you have a net zero strategy, you're looking at your operations from a standpoint of how do, how do I decarbonize my direct emissions or emissions from my buildings? Because that's going to help you reach your net zero strategy from a scope one, scope two perspective. Or you look at it from an occupant health and safety perspective or something that's going to help you increase your rents because you are LEED certified. <clears throat> now, I don't know how you do this, but the ESG story in 2023 has been tricky. It has its challenges and it has its opportunities. The vacancy rates are going down, uh, going up. The uh, uh, the debt is going up, and like everything from a pop population perspective, is just skyrocketing. But the, the opportunities are: IRA has recently released a new bill where you can look at tax credits. There's always a new building performance standard that you might have to now comply with. So how do you balance these opportunities and risks that are currently ongoing in the market? We divide it in three areas. So let's look at this from a climate compliance and capital perspective. You as a building owner or a tenant are dealing with physical risk. Your asset is maybe in a flood prone area or in one of these areas where you define climate change from a heat, water, or a sea level rise perspective. And that essentially also impacts the insurance price that you pay, or even if your property is going to be insured or not. And that's a risk. There is like 67 plus billion of total costs that went into disasters just this year from 24 climate uh, issues that happened. Then let's look at compliance. We have around 40 plus countries and counties that are committing to you know, your building performance standards as soon as April of 2024 next year. So if your location doesn't have a building performance standard, it's coming, it's coming next year. And then from a capital perspective, right? Like the debt is going, there's around 165 billion in outstanding debt this year. And there are so many companies or large assets that are like absconding their buildings just because they can't pay for it. So yeah, this, these are serious issues and challenges that we need to be thinking about all at the same time, all at once. So what is it that you currently need? Um, you, as a building tenant or owner, must decarbonize to comply uh, in the next year or two. You probably need resiliency and reliability just because you have physical risk and it's serious, right? And you want profits. We just had someone talk about economics of it, and we are in the business of real estate, so we need profits, right? And you desire brand recognition because how are you otherwise going to claim more rents and, in, like, you know, have that advantage. So in the next 15 minutes, we are going to have a quick run through of how this is practical, it's accessible, but something that we need to be thinking about proactively. Let's start with understanding the compliance, right? What does it mean? What do energy building performance standards mean right now? 
In the next one year, we are going to be seeing around 40 plus jurisdictions, if not already, implementing new building performance standards. This was launched, uh, that, uh, a national building performance coalition was launched by uh, President Biden and all these counties are working on different parts of localizing climate policy for their particular location. But at the core of it, it's the same, right? It's, to, it's based on six key elements. A lot of these building performance standards require you to set up a goal, right? What's your goal? How, uh, first, they require you to set up a goal. Second, they require you to identify key metrics. So how are you measuring those goals? These metrics are usually divided in two areas, could be a carbon uh, goal or could be an energy goal. And from an intensity, so like your energy usage per square feet uh, could be a carbon cap or could be that. The, sec the third aspect of this is it will require you to also understand if your property is... Uh, so. Every building performance standard has a bracket. Sometimes it's defined by space, and you need to start thinking about, is my property even uh, under that bracket? The fourth part of it is it will require you to establish report reporting mechanisms. So this year, in fact, New York uh, Local Law 97 had a lot of its tenants uh, share good faith efforts, right? Like, which essentially means that how do you plan on meeting your net zero strategy? And that's how you also get away or get additional time if you're not complying to that, uh, to that particular standard. And then from, you need to establish and look at compliance approaches. And then finally, you need to assess and evolve. Now, when we think about understanding the role of sustainability in buildings, we look at it in two areas. One is the economics of it, the supply and demand. We just don't have enough buildings that are low carbon efficient, right? There's a research done by GLL, our frenemy, uh, on how many buildings uh, do we currently have in major locations that are LEED certified. And apparently, around 75%, we, we lack, there's a supply gap of 75%. And that's a, that's a business opportunity, right? Right there. And then secondly, um, we, the market is shifting. This year, in fact, at IFMA at Cornet, there are like pathways on buildings and sustainability. So the market is shifting. There are conversations that are happening. And in fact, when you look at GRESP report this year, which is essentially a real estate um, uh, standard, there are a lot of companies that are reporting their ESG net zero policies, but very few that have a target set. Next year onwards, GRESP is going to be, um, uh, will require you to report on it, and that's something you just need to start working on in case you don't have one. On that note, I'd like to ask you, do you have a net zero strategy? If you have one, raise your hand. Does your building have a net zero strategy in place? A policy or a commitment, either of those, where are we right now? Let's, how many of you have a public net zero commitment right now? How many of you have a net zero policy in place, an internal net zero policy in place? And finally, how many of you have established targets? So you're talking and you're walking the talk. Awesome. Let's talk about what will it take for others who have a net zero strategy to move from just making a commitment to setting up a target. What's the cost? 
for a integrated workplace management solution, if you're investing in one, your typical payback is around two years, right? That's your median payback. Uh, a cost could be as low as 0.5, if not less, uh, from a labor and you know implementation standpoint, and around 3% of savings. But beyond that, right, beyond the use, inform, and reduce, this was pretty cool. And this is something like you can have all the technology in place, but you just, if you don't have people on ground implement it or understand why do you need it, you will not have the data. So last year, last week, in fact, I was at Verge, and there were some people talking about real estate and sustainability, and this was a case study shared by Kilroy. These are baseball cards that uh, our client Kilroy has created and are open for public that they made available to facility managers. So they had a software in place, but they just didn't have the data. They knew that there was a building that was old, had high emissions, but the dashboard just didn't show any. They realized the problem was the facility manager didn't just understand how to implement and upload that data on the software, and that's why we didn't have enough data available. That's a problem. So what they did is they started working with facility managers and um, collaborating with them to incentivize and make their efforts seen because they are the unsung heroes, right? You can sit and you can have all the corporate strategy and net zero policies in place, but if people on ground don't understand it, how does energy efficiency work if you are sitting in a facility, Then and how is it adding up to my net zero strategy? It's not adding up. So this was a great, I just wanted to highlight that in case you're interested and have a uh, Net zero policy. It's on Energy Star and open for anyone to use. So, and finally, uh, from a brand reputation perspective, so we spoke of four things, right? From a brand reputation perspective, sustainability has a business case. So, you have around 17% of lower operating costs, not just from an energy use perspective, but if you integrate sustainability across your value chain, your, uh, your cost that goes into uh, maintaining that building also goes down. There's operational and energy saving. The second part of it is tenant satisfaction, right? We just looked at the supply-demand gap when it comes to net zero buildings. And around 79% of your employees all of us like working in a lead building. I like one. So yeah, around 79% would choose uh, to work to choose a job in a lead building. So that's a that's a tenant satisfaction. And finally, uh, there is increased property value, right? So if your building is lead certified or has low carbon emissions, there is a high property value, and that's your economic case. So how does this work? Oh, I'm going to run through this now. Um, as a software solution, it's a change man. The process is change management. At the core of it, right, sustainability is about change management. We base it on climate, capital, and community. At the core of it, the process looks like it's pretty simple. You baseline where you are right now, you operationalize it, and then you look at what's material to your business. Because what's important to me in a particular area, for a particular locality, for a particular business type, need not be important to someone else. And then how do you decarbonize and report? But at the core of it, it's based on capital, climate, and community. 
The software that we have and the solution that we have looks at various commodities. So you can also capture and, you know, as in when it comes to sustainability in buildings, you are measuring for your energy, waste, water, carbon, square footage, because you want to measure your EUI or like energy use intensity, budgets and, and ownership type. So the software or the solution that I am going to show you in a, a couple of minutes helps you measure all these commodities and characteristics and helps you look at your goal, track your goals, manage your utility bills. We've been, we've been talking to a lot of people who do it by themselves on Excel sheets, so we help you save some labor costs right there. And uh, audit it, because you could have your data in place, but if it's not complete, it's a data gap. And if, you, if there is someone who's going to come and audit it next year or after the SEC rule goes live, it's going to be a compliance issue. And then benchmark your performance to your uh, internal uh, utility buildings, to your buildings or to your peers of that type. And then look at it from a real-time monitoring perspective. And finally, report your sustainability numbers. Uh, sorry. Yeah, the software is pretty straightforward. It's based on greenhouse grass protocol, GRI, and IFRS standards. So we've integrated it and like integrated it with CRESP, CDP, and Energy Star. So if if you as a facility manager or as a tenant uh, or owner are reporting to CRESP, that's something that's directly integrated. You can download your asset level spreadsheet right from the software, which is pretty easy, saves you a lot of time. And finally, we have trusted partner. We, we've recently entered a partnership with IMT that's helping a lot of jurisdictions uh, build their building performance standards and are going to be our advisors so if um, our clients get a, get a lot of time with them so what does this software that I'm, I've been talking about and you know um, or what does the solution look like the solution is essentially one that will help you a automate invoice data and utility bills so it's seamlessly integrated with energy star portfolio manager urgenet lead cresp it helps you save time on all those spreadsheets and hours that go into like checking your data right there. Second, it is AI enabled to audit it. So we have a, a, a particular feature that looks at pre and post injection data. So like we will be auditing your data for various characteristics. Finally, it helps you benchmark your performance because you could set a goal, but if you don't know what your peers are doing, then you know it doesn't, it, it isn't beneficial for you as a business. And then streamline your sustainability reports. Uh, can you? There's always a question: Can I bulk import if I have a lot of properties? If I have a portfolio of. 10,000 properties, I don't want to go line by line and upload data right there, even in the first part of it. So can I bulk import? Yes. When it comes to invoice management, there is a feature that lets you bulk import the data and automatically helps you with the acquisition aspect of it. If you have a facility that has different tenant-owner relationship from a percentage perspective, what's my shared location and what's not, you can also add that in. Suppose your facility is undergoing a retrofit or development, and that will change your reports when it comes to sustainability. All the folks who are working on sustainability will understand this a little more. But you can also have that characteristic plugged in. 
it also it, it directly if you look here it also highlights where is the data gap or helps you look at what are my issues and resolve it in case there is a discrepancy or your data is just not complete it l helps you establish your net zero goal. So after you have acquired all the data and integrated it on a software, you also want to set up your goals, right? Because that will help you comply to any local uh, performance standard. So it helps you set your goals and track your progress to what goal you've set, your emission goals, and real-time assess it. Uh, it helps you benchmark your facilities to peer and compare your performance, both internally and also to other facilities that are of your um, uh, of your category, from a sizing perspective, from a property type perspective. So it helps you do that as well. Uh, and finally, it also helps you look at peak load, right? Because a lot of us want to manage our peak loads. What does it look like for my particular location? So there is a there is a peak load and real time monitoring feature that the software helps you do. All of this is pretty accessible and also is isn't that expensive. And finally, it in directly integrates with your report. So you can uh, there is you can. You can look at your scope one, scope two, scope three emissions, and then finally directly download your asset level spreadsheets or upload it on CDP, SASP, GRI, wherever you are reporting, and the entire alphabet soup of sustainability. So if there's anything you're taking away, the idea of this entire 20-minute pitch and rant was <laughs> to tell you that sustainability is accessible. It's something that is a business case, and we need to keep pushing forward. What is it that you can do? One, set goals. What, where, uh, and identify your baseline, right? Like, where are you right now as a business, as a facility? What are your emissions looking like? Where, where do you go from here? Because that's how you will measure progress. Second, evaluate your current building infrastructure. Does your building even need a retrofitting? What is your, the life cycle of your current, um, current gas cylinder or natural gas? Just don't do it for the sake of it or for the sake of, oh, we need to retrofit the entire building and I have the budget, so I'm going to do it. Try looking, stepping back and evaluating if your current building really needs a retrofit or does it require a light retrofit? And what is it that you can do to increase your vacancy, occupancy rates, and change your strategy, firstly? Third, assess your energy performance and prioritize, right? What are the material topics to you as a business? And then compare and benchmark your performance. Because once you've analyzed and assessed what your performance looks like, where you want to go, and how you want to go do it, you want to look at what your peers are doing. We all love that healthy competition. And finally, look at partnerships. We cannot work without partnerships with your tenants, with your uh, service providers, with anyone and everyone in your business landscape. Sustainability is not something we can solve alone, and we need strong partnerships here. And finally, report, report the right data, ensure your data is accurate because you don't want to spend money on penalties. With this, I will hand it over to Brett to close the session. And thank you so much for listening to me and being patient. Thank you. <laughs>
<laughs> uh, Brett Sample, um, Vice President of Sales with Tango. Thank you again for, for sitting through this with us. Some of you might be familiar with Tango, but for those that are not, we're, uh, I guess many would call us an IWMS, Integrated Workplace Management Solution, but we are a, a real estate technology company that uh, really offers module and functionality um, like the energy and sustainability that we just discussed for everything under the sun from a real estate perspective. So as on the screen here, everything from lease management and transactions, through projects, space, facilities, um, reservations, visitor management, you name it. Kind of the key thing here is it is all one database, all one system. Um, you key it in one time and it flows through the rest of the modules and it's all location centric. So you go to one building and I can see anything from the leases, the assets, the work orders, the floor plan, or um, energy management within that building itself. So all in a single place. Um, but with that, thank you so much, and uh, feel free to come by our booth at 632, whether you'd like to hear more about uh, energy and sustainability or any of the other modules that we offer. And thank you again. This concludes this episode of What's Next. Want to record a podcast of your own? Have an idea or point of view you'd like to share? Visit cornetglobal.org to learn more.